All right, ladies and gentlemen, my little hummingbirds, we've been gone for a really long time, but I hope you put that bunny back in the box, because we're talking Con Air! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's guilty movie pleasure. Yes! 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 Let this music sink in for a minute. Imagine I have flowy, weirdly balding hair. Imagine it and then and then never unimagine. Never unimagine it. Ah, this music. Come on. Ooh, the 90s had some sweet guitar riffs. This theme plays over and every time he does something heroic. Keep it going. That guitar riff just goes. I think every time he steps outside, I think mm-hmm. that goes. God on. damn it! Just one more time. Is our whole show today is just, just going to be just listening to the Conair soundtrack. Ladies and gentlemen, guilty movie pleasure fans, we've been gone for a very long time. It feels like it feels like forever. It has. We been. are back with a vengeance talking about Con Air today. I, I don't feel super vengeful. I feel like honest. I'm yelling over this. Do I have to yell or is it just in my headset that this music is incredibly loud? All right, perfect. We're back. We're back. They, we did they it. reeled it in. We did We've it. been gone. I had a, I, I have a daughter now. Uh, Congratulations. So thank you. That's where I've been. Yep. Uh, she's adorable. She's amazing. Uh, and my life is starting to make sense and getting into a, a, a little bit of a pattern. Until that happened. Whoa. I'm glad I'm not imagining that. I thought I was sleep-deprived and imagining that. But we're back. We're back for 2017. Sorry to keep you waiting so long. That's the most exciting thing that's happened to me all day. It is. That lighting. Well, I changed some mean diapers today. That was my excitement. So that's where I've been. That's my excuse. Jesse, where have you been? Uh, Similarly, uh, I started an Instagram. So, like, very, very very similar. similar. It's a lot of upkeep. Just as much time-consuming. Yeah. uh, I... Have the same amount of anxiety, mm-hmm. I would imagine, mm-hmm. yeah. that you might have with your Sleep child. deprivation on what filter to put on oh, your pictures. what filter. The captions are killer. Just like... Don't even get me started with the hashtags. A lot of anxiety. I right. won't. I tried not to get you started on the hashtags, and then you brought it up, and so here we are hashtagging. Here we are. Yep. Well, we're back. We're, here we are. We did that it. That is the important We did thing. it. It's a new year. It's 2017, and we're both feeling good, I think. Feeling good, yeah. yeah. And we're talking about Con Air, which has been requested by several fans of the show, or, all, all 10 of our fans. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, or just one fan over and over and over, over again. Over I don't, over I'm again. not sure. But. Not sure. It's, it was requested ten times. So. It is ironic that uh, our Twitter handle has uh, not the most followers, but they are super active. Yeah, like anytime we tweet anything from there, we have the best fans. You are a small but mighty group, the best in the world. So just tell your other fa- friends to be fans too, or fans of you. Yeah, I think that's what go. you were trying to say, yeah. right? Tell your other fans your to be fans, fans of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, and it can be fan math. So, so Conair, Conair, man, this movie, <laughs> this movie's. Oh, fucking awesome! I'm trying to find when it came out. Why don't? Why doesn't it say on here? It's like ninety two thousand seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. Ninety seven. Ninety seven. I was right. Nineteen ninety seven. This yeah. was in a string of like. This was when uh, Nick Cage went from being kind of a dramatic, um, very well respected actor to this was his beginning into self parody. <laughs> Not there yet. This well, this yes, I mean kind of right, yeah. yeah. But this is still awesome. Like now, when a Nick Cage movie comes out, you're just like, oh no, you know. But 
back in the day, I mean, he, we forget he was in Leaving Las Vegas. Sure. Academy Award nominated or win? I think nominated. Definitely nominated. Definitely if he won, nominated. he was for sure nominated. Yeah. So we'll and, leave it there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he did stuff like Adaptation, uh, Raising Arizona. Like, Nick Cage has a fantastic resume yeah. until about 10 years ago. Yeah. But National Treasure, his yeah, that's a fun movie. You know, it's fun. And Found but some it, gold. his first uh, foray into action that I recall was The Rock, which we got to do on the show, yes. even though there is nothing guilty about The Rock. That is a perfect action movie. Sure. And then uh, Con Air and Face Off, and uh, I forget which one came first. I think Con Air and Face Off were around the same year, actually ninety seven. It might be the same movie, just cut differently. Yeah, and that's what it is. Yeah. But man, this movie specifically, I don't know how to take it seriously on. His hair and accent alone. Just the accent. You Just could the- not even be looking at him. Like, he looks a little like Fabio <laughs> yeah. in this, right? Um, I mean, you all know. You've seen the movie. He is weirdly like receding hairline with just locks for days. By the- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. By the way, his hairline hasn't changed. Like, it receded and then like, just stayed. instantaneously and then stayed right where it was for he the last the 20 Steve years. He did the Steve Martin, but instead of going white, it's his receding hairline just, like, when he was 30, he, yeah. his hair receded to, like, a 50-year-old and then just stayed And there. then it just stopped just until stayed. he turns whatever age is hairline appropriate for where he's at right now and then it's going to continue <laughs> but it like hurried up and then he was like whoa, 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 whoa. so ridiculous so well now while that we're talking about his accent let's just play the um which clip is the daughter i don't even know that in the in the jail god um, this is my favorite sound clip i'm glad we're what, starting which with one this is one. this do you remember what it's called uh i'm coming home or something coming home yeah, coming, coming home. home can we play coming home be a hummingbird Break out the fine china, chill the lemonade, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Cause this boy's coming home to his ladies. Coming home forever. Forever. <laughs> the best thing is I read on IMDb that he went to Alabama and spent some time there to perfect the accent. Success. <laughs> he did it. Success. Yeah. I, I know friends from the South. I've never heard them say uh uh Forever. Forever. It's weird. It's such a weird... Can we play that again? Because there is something just so off-putting about his accent in this movie. Forever. Just uh, one more time. Forever. (laughs) I want him... I would love it if he had this accent. Forever. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's self-parody. Like, he's doing an impression of the way Nick Cage normally speaks, yeah. but in a southern accent. Like, it's a weird sort of yeah, it's a taking a step yeah. back and looking at himself and being you, like, you know, this is how Nick Cage would do a southern accent. I told my wife last night, I, I woke her up because I, I was watching this movie till pretty late, and she was asleep with our daughter, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to love you and Daisy. Play that clip. Or that. Yeah. Do you just have forever? Let's try that again. Let's pretend that didn't happen. I'm going to love you and Daisy forever. forever. Oh. <laughs> Starting off great. I think we nailed it. 2017. In the books. Man, you, you know, I just wish dead, dead air could go on. Forever. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Boom. It's, it's not Steven's fault. It's all my fault. I, I wish that we could improv with this sound clip. Forever. Forever. 
<laughs> if you go to if you go to uh, Olive Garden, there's never ending breadsticks and salad bowl, and that just means you can eat forever. <laughs> I like that I sort of didn't really mouth along. I said. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, uh, but I really enjoyed it. It was a, you, a strange you. dubbing that so, you did there. So we've gotten into the accent already. His accent is is completely spectacular, hilarious, mm-hmm. and spectacular. And uh, um, I, you, before we get into the plot in under three minutes, J- Jesse has a confession to make to I all do. of you. I do. Um, this one week ago, yesterday, was the very first time I had ever seen Connie. Get the- Get out of the studio! Do I? For no, real? not really. For real? But that's just right. so offensive to me. Yeah. Okay, Jesse, you got to give me a little backstory because we've been friends for a while. Yep. And I thought we were on the same page with things, but I feel like there's a gap in your life where you didn't see movies, or did you date a girl in high school who didn't let you go to cool stuff? Um, what happened? I don't. I. To be honest, like I can't even tell you what happened. Like I don't know. Like this came I, out, a and gap. all my friends were like, "We're we going have to this see it." Shit. I can tell you, I definitely saw Face Off. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think you what the, the other Rock, action right? movies I've seen. The Rock, I own The Rock. Yeah, The Rock is fantastic. Um, I saw The Matrix. Like, what were other action movies around were this time? Yeah, I think yeah. just like Broken Arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, Con Air just slipped through the cracks, and I don't know maybe, why. Maybe you were turned off by his hair and accent. His hair and accent, the combo. Like, it looks I was like, silly. that is too perfect. I can't. I can't mar my impression of Nicolas Cage for the rest of my life <laughs> with the perfection in front of me right now. No, you're just like, hey. I'll wait till I see ten more of his yeah. films because it's never going to get better than the that. The bar is going to be set too high if you know, I see Con Air. In my formative years. It's like if I'm going to sing karaoke, right. if I open with Baby Got Back, I have nowhere to build up to. No. Because that's my piece de resistance. Sure. You know? Um, or French flying at you. Or uh, Parents Just Don't Understand by the Fresh Prince and yeah. Jazzy Jeff. Once you for hit those that, who know there's it, nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. This movie, I think I actually appreciate this movie more now. In what way? Because uh, when I saw it when it came out, I remember thinking it was cool and I was like, oh, that's awesome, but... But after The Rock, it's a little bit of a letdown because The Rock is like a perfect action movie yep. where it's serious but funny. And I don't think I fully appreciated how much of a intentional action parody this is. It has to be. I don't think so. It, this is the weird thing about context is it, like when you see it. In hindsight, it looks like yeah. the funniest action movie. Yeah, but I don't think it is. I think uh, it's meant like as a straight action film. Um, but I will say... Just uh, in that specific genre, like you talked about The Rock a little bit, Con Air also. Jared Bruckheimer was on fire in the 90s. Oh, for sure. Now all he does is Pirates of the Caribbean. Which also, great. He says with hesitation. Neither have I. Um, But what I was going to say is like anytime you get a band of thieves together, Mm -hmm. I'm in. I'm 100% on board. If you like put put criminals in a position where they have to work together, it's awesome and hilarious and it always works. Yeah. And it doesn't well, like no it always works. Well, You're gonna say Suicide Squad. I enjoyed it. Okay. I enjoyed Suicide Squad. I haven't seen it. I enjoyed it. Because of that reaction. But I, I enjoyed it. Okay. You know my my voice goes up higher when I when I kinda half like something. Would you say that's an alternative fact right there? <laughs> what was that song? <laughs> Where did that come from? Oh man. That's how I felt when I watched Suicide Squad. Wow. The second half. First half's fun. Anyways, we're getting off track. But yeah, so so I, what was your perspective on this since you've never seen it? Because now, I can tell you, watching it now, I was cracking up because of how unintentionally hilarious. And like the first half of this movie starts off as kind of 
uh, Die Hard on a Plane-ish, yeah. or yeah. like Air Force One-ish, where he doesn't really do a lot. He just kind of sits around and waits for an opportunity. And I was joking with Renee how I was saying how, like, you could play a, jer- a drinking game for every time somebody gets killed and he can't do anything in the beginning and he looks forlorn, like, mm, <laughs> sad in slow motion and his hair kind of flops in his face. Um, and then it switches to halfway through where you can then continue drinking every time he runs in slow motion and a giant-ass explosion happens behind sure. it. So it's like... It's almost like they got halfway through filming and they saw the dailies and they're like, Fuck, we don't have enough explosions. Let's make everything they hit Here on out. blow up. Here on out, we're exploding. I can't wait till we talk about the third act because it's so the greatest it's third act. When they run into Las Vegas? When they run into Las Vegas and everything that transpires everything is, from there. Yeah. Um, oh my so God. my general impression, yeah. let me just also say this. like Some of this may come out sounding like a criticism and it's not at mm-hmm. all. It's just It was very enjoyable and I loved it for exactly what it was. Um, but my general impression of the movie was they came up with what was going to happen 50 minutes in. That's an approximate number. I'm not thinking about something specific. But they came up with the middle of the movie. Yeah. And then they were like, let's make the whole beginning fit into that. Because there's a lot of stuff. I could see that. There's a lot of stuff that's either like brushed over or like, for instance, his cellmate was the nicest dude in the Baby-O world. Baby-O is the nicest guy He's ever. He's so From nice wire, and right? helpful and... Was he really? Yeah, I think so. Oh, mm. Wait. No, 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 no. It's because he's in the purge with that, the other there guy it is. that's actually that we the talked wire. about from the wire. Yeah, and I've never seen the wire, so I just assumed they're talking go. about Babyo. Nope, but nope, nope. nope. It's uh, the other guy who's um, Chalky White on uh, Boardwalk yeah, Empire. That yeah, exactly, awesome. exactly. This guy's great too. Mc- uh, how do you say his name? Mc- McKelty Williamson. Yeah, he's, he he's great. He like was life in prison. And he was just being transported to a maximum security <laughs> like prison, the, and the he was dying because he, yeah, ever. he couldn't get his insulin, and just like the nicest dude. You're like, what did this guy do that yeah. was so bad? Yeah. And just like, what got Nicolas Cage? Oh, ridiculous. We'll get into that. Yeah. like It's absurd. It's crazy. And like, I think we have the sound clip, or maybe I didn't do this one, but the the judge going over like, oh, yeah. you're a lethal weapon because yeah. you have been trained Why by the army. Why don't we play that while we're talking about yeah. it so we don't have to jump back to it. The judgment clip you. Cameron Pope, you have pleaded guilty to manslaughter in the first degree. With your military skills, you are a deadly weapon and are not subject to the same laws as other people is that who vote because you can respond with deadly force. It is the order of this court that you be remanded to a federal penitentiary where you shall remain incarcerated for a term not less than seven to ten years. What? Wait! And okay, I know we are, I promise we're going to get in the plot right, yeah. after, right after this, but... I think we're about to say the The same opening thing. is fucking crazy where it's like, uh, here's how they set it up in case you haven't seen it in a while. They set it up with a montage showing how badass American Rangers, yes. U- U.S. Army Rangers are, and a voiceover that's vi- at a like a, um, a going home ceremony for people who aren't in the Rangers anymore, and uh, and it's like <laughs> super exposition heavy, like the Rangers are the best because they are. I know a couple Rangers and they're fucking intense, and it's like we they go in, leave no man behind, kind of like Sergeant Slaughter from GI Joe the movie. We all go home or no one goes home. Yeah, and then you see Nicolas Cage saluting. Like, it would have been cooler to show him doing stuff as a ranger instead of just stock right. news footage. But yeah. that's fine. That's beside the fun. I'm not, I don't care. And he goes home and he sees his wife and he talks to a baby bump that's not there. You know, like, it's just, it's just somehow he hasn't seen her in months and yet she's pregnant 
but she's not showing at all. And she's also like, hey, let's meet up at a bar. Yeah, where she works. I'm she, not, she's yeah. a waitress there. <laughs> and then there's the world's worst clientele there who are the regulars that are like, hey, Man, he doesn't deserve that ass I do. And it's like, what? Who are Have you just been staking this bar out to start a fight (laughs) when this dude comes home? Like, what's your deal, guy? This guy has given her shit for months. It's like, my boyfriend's back and you're gonna be in trouble. You're gonna get your nose shoved up into your face. You yeah, know, that was a little loose, loose of the song. That was my jam. That was your jam. That's so these <laughs> ben guys singing that song is my cell phone ring. These just guys, so everyone knows. <laughs> so these guys are just like unnecessarily aggressive, and then to an army ranger, right? Like, it's like what the show fuck? some fucking these, respect. These three hillbilly dudes that are just like bearded, sleep. They're not even hillbilly. They're more like they're like lazy bikers, is what they look like. Because they have like sleeveless shirts, mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, "You can't have, you don't deserve her." It's like pri- so private dick or so whatever. what? You're and gonna like, fight him? Uh, yes, because they go out in the rain, and they like to and, the point of like nearly murdering him so that he yeah. has to kill you in self defense. For what? So yeah. three guys gang up, and then we're going on the plot. I promise. Don't get mad at us, people. We're it's our first show back. So they <laughs> there's so much to talk about. So they get the three three guys on one. He kicks the shit out of two of them. They rip off his like his medals of honor and shit. And I'm right. like, first off, super disrespectful, bro. Yeah. Then the guy pulls a, a switchblade on him and says something to the effect of like, I'm gonna kill you something. Some really shitty line of dialogue. Yep. And then he jams his nose up into his brain. And they show you briefly that the guy, one of the guys picks up the knife and runs off. But the simple fact of witnesses seeing him and his wife's testimony and three guys ganging up on him and the bar owner that would like sort of witness the and beginning he's like, of oh, it shit, he's dead yeah and then his the world's worst lawyer where he's like you got to plead guilty you only get two years if you don't they're gonna put you away for seven to ten and then what did that sound clip say he gets put away for seven to ten years. yeah he's the worst public defender on the planet so so a couple of things i'm just gonna reiterate <laughs> and a then lot i promise of, we're doing the plot right a lot of what you just said which is <laughs> like the first 10 minutes of the movie is like a whirlwind of just like what the fuck is happening it's just like really convenient plot like, devices yeah, to we get have them. to get to the plane and so it's just like yeah, graduation from whatever, comes home, kills someone, jailed, is in jail, gets out of jail, and here we go. Yeah. But like that whole thing. I'm coming thing, home that, forever. Right. Forever. Forever. Um, but that whole thing is like a whole movie, and it's done. Like that literally <laughs> is the plot of Con Air prequel done in 10 minutes. <laughs> it's Shawshank Redemption done in 10 minutes. It's unbelievable. Oh. But, um, oh, man. But so, and then the other thing that I was going to say about like a weird like 90s thing that was done in this film. It's like two minutes. So he graduates from the Army Ranger School or he's sent home. And like two minutes in, we already have this like sweeping diva ballad when he sees his wife for the first time. Like that. Yeah. Like if while we're talking, if you can find uh, Leanne Rhymes, How Do I Live? I would love to play that at some point. Right. Like that is that should be the end of the movie like that song and i think they do play it again at the end but like that was nominated for an academy award and a razzie that year interesting didn't win either oh unsuccessful oh here we go this is it this is like what happens as soon as he walks in the bar like almost as immediately as soon as the movie starts that's what i was trying to say and then it bookends it because it ends with this song as well for the emotional oomph (laughs) 
shittiest song to put in an action movie ever. It doesn't. Oh, it God. doesn't fit. I think we didn't say that. Well, much. I think what happened. I read also that the composer had to bail halfway through because he had scheduling conflicts with previously being attached to Speed Two Cruise Control. I mean, you got to keep Compos- that commitment. <laughs> so that's probably why this score is basically this with the this repeated over and then this just just pick one or the other one of the oh, more God. one of the more confusing soundtracks i'd say it's you know i think i may actually own this on cd i went through a phase where i bought a bunch of weird soundtracks anyway so let's do the plot in under let's 3 minutes do we it. have really built this up we built up shit. to this plot so now that we've already given you the intro, I guess we can gloss over that. Let's gloss um, over it. Because I really want to get into, and I want to focus this show on the ridiculous uh, amount of characters and then the third act. That's like the greatest. The third act is the greatest. So we're going to get into this. Plot in three minutes. Are you ready in the booth, Stephen? Yes. Okay. Are we going to play the music underneath it? Uh, <laughs> if you, no, it's only 90, 90 seconds long. Oh, fuck. We have to, oh, it's, it's fine. All right. Ready? Here we go. In five, four, three, two. One. So we start off with this montage of army rangers, like we said, and then he gets home, he sees his wife, hey, buddy, uh, my little hummingbird, and then, hey, we go, you, army ranger, and then, oh, we're gonna stab you with a knife. Ah, oh, brain. Ah, oh, he's in prison. He's doing push-ups. He meets baby O. He's super friends with him. And then they get on this plane, because uh, apparently he can't take a bus, so he and, has to get on with the worst killers on the planet. Right, and so John Cusack is setting up the situation where, like, they, they have a plan. Tells you every the, character. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. They go through every person. Um, and they are setting someone from the DEA or the FBI. Yeah. As a mole. As, as a mole to talk to Steve Buscemi. Um, and they, like, have him set up on the plane, and he's uh, doesn't want to... Or he wants to bring a gun, but they don't let him, but then they sneak a gun on. Then they get on the plane, um, and the guards are giving them a bunch of shit yep. of, like, oh, we're fucking guards. Fuck you. Yep. Um, and as then, happens in prison movies every yep, time. Yep, exactly. Uh, and then uh, Dave Chappelle lights someone on fire. And, yeah, and a very racist uh, Native American joke there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then, so then he lights a Native American guy on fire. He's burning... He's like, oh shit! They he go first. We see that uh, Malkovich and Ving Rhames have needles that they pull out of their skin and yep. they pick their locks. The prisoners get free. They kill a couple of the guards. They kill a couple of the prisoners. And then he says, "Welcome to Con Air." Oh my God, what's going to happen? And then from there, it's just Nick Cage kind of moping around as people get killed and he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, and and, and then Babyo is his insulin. Gets he's dying. Broke. He's dying of diabetes. Oh, but dying. so John Cusack for some reason goes to John Malkovich's cell. Um, and they're like rummaging around the cell and they find that the wall has a huge hole in it and they're like oh no and there's like a, a, a pl- uh, somehow blueprints of the plane yeah, and like I, the anarchist I, cookbook I think and a bomb I think they're in like, a lunchbox I think they literally say there's a drawing of a plane yeah. like so who gives a shit yeah. but okay so anyway um, so <laughs> So then Malkovich is on the plane, and they've taken over the plane. He convinces yeah. the pilot, uh, you have to make sure to tell them everything's fine. So they're yep. going to Carson City to pick up Steve Buscemi. So they land in Carson City. Pick up Steve Buscemi, yep. throw off uh, the guards with the gagged and tagged, thinking they're prisoners. Oh, shit, we only have a minute. Oh, oh my God. Boy. And then uh, Dave Chappelle gets run over by the plane because he's putting the transponder in another plane. So that bl- takes the FBI and the DIA, DEA over, and, and they end up trying to track down this this people who are just doing a tourist thing. And then the plane's going. They're going to land in another place to get a, uh, a switcher plane, which 
with this drug cartel guy, but it turns out the drug cartel guy is fucking him over. They kill all those dudes. John, the, John Cusack has figured out that Nick Cage yep. is on his side. So he meets Zooms up with Nick Cage and he's like, yeah, yeah. He meets up with Nick Cage and he's like, you have to help me. And Nick Cage is like, uh, I'm here to see my daughter and wife and I got to make sure nobody dies. No, no, leave no man behind. Yeah, oh, yeah. God, here we go. 30 seconds. Oh, um, so then they're like, uh, he fights everybody on the plane. The, the helicopters come in. They're shooting everything down. And then the engine's blown out and he's like, we got to land this. And Cyrus is knocked unconscious. He lands on the Vegas Strip, destroys half of Vegas, old school Vegas, not new school, destroys all kinds of shit. Then they get in a fire truck, they're driving along, and the and Ving Rings gets blown up by a motorcycle. And then John Malkovich, I'm gonna save it because his death is amazing. And then he sees his wife, his daughter, gives her the ratty bunny rabbit that's and been Steve in a sewer Buscemi is Steve free and gambling. How do I live without you? I want to know. There's, oh my god. There's no timer man. on Sweet Tunes, so I want you to know that. Oh my god. So we basically, and that's our show. Thanks, everybody. Now All that, right. Um, no. <laughs> so we've already gotten into. I just want to get it. And, and Steve, Stephen, tell me if Stephen, tell me if we need to wrap up right at seven. Just give me a little note or whatever. Uh, otherwise, we might go a little over. But um, so uh, we have three hours of content. We have three Steven, hours so. of content. So uh, we already talked about the beginning. How absurd it is. How Baby O is like the nicest man ever. Yeah, they're. They I don't all understand. seem like a lot of the criminals seem like pretty chill. Let's start there. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the funniest thing, uh, looking back on this movie, <clears throat> is that the guards are portrayed as bigger, except for the female guard, mm-hmm. um, which her basic role in this is to be a object of lust for Danny Trejo's super creepy character. Yeah, to be like... Johnny 23 is his name, mm-hmm. and he's a serial rapist. The rape goal for Danny Trejo. Which is like, but I'm glad that they drew a line there where like Malkovich, who's Cyrus the Virus, by the way, and Cyrus the Virus, he's done kidnapping, robbery, murder, extortion... Killed more men than cancer. That's literally a line from the movie. Look, uh, just be a specialist if you don't want to get caught. Yeah, I mean, you know on. what I mean? Like Doing if you're all, all over the things? map like that, get it together. He's just—he's a. What's your deal? Yeah, he's a—you know—jack of all trades and murders and master of all or none. It seems like none because he got caught. He draws so. the line though when it comes to rape, which is which is good on you for the screenwriters because um, otherwise it's like when, he he draws the line when it comes to other people raping. He didn't do it, though. It's unclear if... He, right, he didn't do it, but he had other stuff. Like, he was in charge of the plane, so he couldn't take the time out of his day to do it. Yeah. He didn't express an opinion one way or the other whether or not that... Like, if he were in Danny Trejo's position, if he would be down. I uh, know. I think... Because what he says to Danny Trejo specifically is... Can we play that clip? Yeah, let's play it. Because Danny Trejo's looking at the female guard, and that's where Malkovich... Malkovich is, like, down for murdering, like we said, kidnapping, robbery, extortion... Anything. He's down with murdering people. Yeah. But Jump, he draws a line. Jumping dicks, I think. And can we play jumping dicks? It's clip I. You keep that in mind when you look at her. Because if your dick jumps out of your pants, you jump out of this plane. Forever. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> if your dick jumps out of your pants, you jump out of this plane. So I'm glad they do that, though. But it is a little odd that a serial killer would be like... But they do say that in prison, rapists and child molesters are like... They're the worst. They're the worst. They're and the worst. In my opinion, they're the worst, too, because that's fucking awful. Sure. Although murderers are pretty terrible, Murder's too. bad, yeah. But the main... We, cru- don't, we don't condone murder here We don't condone pleasures. any of their... Mm-mm. But the filmmakers sure do. <laughs> because here's the thing. So the filmmakers clearly know on Johnny 23. He's the baddest guy there. So my question is, why not just kill him? Why even include him in the... Hey, I don't like what you do, but I'm going to let you go For- and keep adding... For a more diverse group of criminals, yeah, just, I guess. Here's my biggest, like, uh, weird, like, they, they have so many characters. It's hard to keep track. So you have Cyrus the Virus, 
You have Johnny 23 that we already talked about. Uh-huh. We have uh, Dave Chappelle's character who gets no intro, but his name's Pinball Parker. Yeah, they, they like when the guys are going off the bus, and they, they give just, them each a long intro. And then Dave Chappelle, and then Dave like, Chappelle eh, yeah, he's, that's that's he's Dave Chappelle. Soon, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> we're gonna put a clay dummy of him in the cargo hold <laughs> so of the plane. Like, <laughs> when Dave Chappelle gets swooped up uh, by the plane, and they find him stuck in the wheels. I know we're jumping around, but. They find him stuck in the wheels. It looks and like it looks a, so fake. It's a Dave Chappelle voodoo doll. I don't know like, how they did that. It looks like a CPR dummy of Dave Chappelle. It's like they so they were trying to go diverse with their CPR dummies. Yeah. And they just <laughs> used Dave Chappelle as a as a model. So I want to go over some of the killers Dave real Chappelle quick, had and then a we'll heart get back out to... at seven p.m. Exactly. And they were like, "Well, we need the shot. Right, we got to get this." Billy Bedlam, who's also supposed to be this total nut job, he's a mass murderer. Killed his. Here's the thing. He found out his wife was cheating on him. Yeah. But instead of killing her, he drove to her hometown, killed her entire family, including her sisters and their kids. Sure. Which is super fucked up. Yeah. So here's where I'm saying Malkovich needs to also maybe get uh, mad at this guy because he did some awful things, too. And then Diamond Dog is a general of the Black Gorillas, which is just their poor man's knockoff of the Black Panthers. Black Panthers, maybe. He blew, or or he, it's just a group we've never heard of. Yeah, we don't know that. He blew up the NRA talking, and they're talking to Denzel for a movie. They literally say that in the movie. They're yeah. talking to Denzel to be in the movie. Now, Diamond Dog actually seems like he blew up the NRA. Nobody... N- n- that's not that... I mean... It's still bad. Right. But on a sliding scale of, right. of these other killers... <laughs> He blew up people that advocate gun violence. Right, yeah. You know, like, uh-oh, I'm going to get in trouble for that. I'm sure somebody somewhere is going to get pissed off about that. They ad- they advocate for any sort of gun ownership. Yes, we'll yes, yes. There. What I'm saying is blowing up the NRA as a as a uh, political statement for right. this character right. versus murdering an entire family and, uh, and Cyrus the Virus or Garland Green, who is Steve Buscemi's character. What did he do? I can't even remember now. It's he's, so, he's oh, like a psychopath. He's completely, completely insane. Not that the other insane. ones aren't psychopaths, but they like describe him as a like complete psychopath. Where, do I have that in here? Garland Green. Marietta Mangler is what they call him. Butchered 30-some people. Uh, and can we play the wear it like a hat? Because that's what Garland Green did. Um, I forget what clip that is. We're, a head is a hat. One girl. I drove through three states wearing her head as a hat. I want to specifically know which three states, because yeah. if you're in the Northeast, like, that's not that far. You know what I mean? That's, I like, mean, if you're a four-hour drive. If you're in somewhere, like, sparsely populated, then, of course, you could drive through three you're states. You're going to be driving quickly. nobody... There's no one around. If you're on the 10, like, through New Mexico, Texas, and Louisiana, yeah. like, that's a hell of a drive. Yeah, but if you're going through, like, an... A highly populated urban area with wearing someone's head as a hat, right? And no one reported it. That's some. That's some. That's on. That's more on the people for not reporting it. Are your windows him. tinted? Maybe. Maybe that. Maybe was that's it. what it is. So just to clear up, Did I'm not condoning. Okay. I'm not condoning blowing up the NRA before I get <laughs> tagged by some U.S. government. I'm not condoning that. What I'm saying no. is, on a scale of one to batshit. Diamond Dog is more like the revolutionary guy right. who still did something awful. But these other guys, like... But the funny thing is, every single character in here is more likable than the guards. The guards are just, the like, The guards are huge dicks. dicks. And I get, like, I get it, because if I were a guard on a plane like this, I would, like, have to assert myself a, a little bit. Yeah. But 
um, it's it's just strange. Obviously, like this needs to happen, but it's strange that all these horrible, horrible people are on this plane, and then Nick Cage is like getting his release. Like they couldn't have gotten him a different flight. <laughs> like what? And and it's it's so convenient. And in fact, we have a clip where I think it's it, Cage. Yeah, Cage sums up plot. Can you? Oh, sorry, start it over. I screwed up, and I'm talking over the entire thing. Forever. We'll wait. We'll wait. Oh, nothing. Except they somehow managed to get every creep and freak in the universe onto this one plane. And then somehow managed to let them take it over. And then somehow managed to stick us right smack in the middle. Forever. <laughs> every clip just ends with forever. And then... That is, that is legit the entire plot of the movie. That's where I feel like this movie is a self-parody. Because they're admitting how silly it is. That we somehow ended up... Uh, all these killers on a plane, somehow they managed to take it over, and somehow us two innocent people ended up on I, it. I just think you might be confusing self-awareness with self-parody. Right. I think You're they right. might just like see yeah, it yeah, and yeah. be like, it's a wink. It's this not is kind of what's happening, but they're not like yeah. it's action not, movies, right? It's not a full parody. It's not Last Action Hero. Right. But yeah. it's very... You're right. It's very self-aware. It's just aware. Yeah. We do have a couple guard clips, just to show how big of a dick these guards are. Can we play Numb Nuts? And then I think the other one is Testicles, weirdly enough. See, this kind of thing puts me in a foul mood. These rules won't be enforced. Yes, I get some trouble if any of you so much as passes gas in my direction. If that's my delicate nasal passages, your testicles will become my personal property. Are you telling me what I'm going to be doing here, numb nuts? That's the same guard. <laughs> he just rattles him off, man. He He's... just... I like that there's a lot, a lot of, that, of imagery. The specificity of dialogue in this is hilarious. Like, the if you happen to pass gas in my direction that offends my delicate nasal cavity or something passages, like passages, yeah. Yeah. I will have your testicles as my personal property, is such a specific thing to say. Yeah. Also, like, they're not on, like, an elevator or anything. Like, no, these, I mean, these guys are strapped plane. into seats. Yeah. So for anyone to pass gas in your direction, you'd have to be literally laying under their ass. Yes. Yes, or sitting right next to I him. get his point, though. The Numb Nuts one uh, is... You can play that again? Are you telling me what I'm going to be doing here, Numb Nuts? You know, uh, my wife got real mad at me the other day because I was like, I'm going to cook because cook, I've been cooking more yeah. now that she has a baby. Mm-hmm. And it was a dish that I knew how to make, but she kept coming in and asking me questions just because she was nervous I was going to overcook the chicken. And finally, I just looked at her and I was like, Are you telling me what I'm going to be doing here, numb nuts? And then I, I just God. realized it was the exhaustion talking. Yeah, you got to. That didn't really happen. Get a hold of your emotions that didn't there, really happen. fake Ben. That didn't happen, fake Ben. Right. Alter, alternative <laughs> yeah. alternative, alternative facts, fact Ben. ben. Um, I, <laughs> That's what we're going to do all day. Alternate, <laughs> these are alternative these facts. These are all alternative facts. <laughs> Um, I was, when I was in college, we used to just like constantly do challenges, like pre YouTube challenges. We Mm -hmm. would just do them for our own amusement. Um, and there was one where it was like, we had one of those, uh, not a mini fridge, but like a a big size with the doors on either side. So like full fridge, full freezer. Um, and one of the challenges was to sit in the freezer for three minutes. And so I had a friend, real story. Yeah. I I had a friend who did it. Um, and like, obviously when he came out, he like couldn't feel his body and he came out and he was like you Are said you you're telling me what I'm going to be doing here numb nuts yeah I mean but before before I told him what he was going to be doing that he just like jumped me and he was like I know you're going to tell me something so <laughs> uh, that's alright we got it we still got that Sorry. one that's okay Steven don't worry a- about apology it apology accepted don't worry about it um, so, so then uh, so hey, we, I think right then Steven was like your testicles will become my personal problem. <laughs> I mean, fair. 
there. <laughs> so um, here's the thing: <laughs> the they they all get, so we've talked about how these characters are on a sliding scale of crazy, uh, and they're all horrible human beings, but super likable. Yeah, arguably more likable, and but. Than, than a lot of movies where they cram a bunch of serial killers and they're super fun. Because that's the thing. If you're going to have a villain in an action movie, you have to make them fun to watch. And Malkovich is infinitely watchable in yeah, this movie. Yeah, he's great. He is awesome. He's super crazy. Can we play uh, one of my favorite clips whenever they use the title of a movie in the movie? <laughs> Can we play Welcome Ladies to Con Air? this is your captain speaking. I have the only gun on board. Welcome to Con Air. Yes! I like how um, even in that clip he got some exposition in there. Yep. He was like, by the way, only gun on board it's so, in my possession. There's so many on-the-nose things, yeah. but it works. It works because this movie it's is so great. awesome. And so oh, I forgot to mention that when, they're, when John Cusack is expositionally introing everyone, saying Cyrus the Virus and giving everybody their rap sheet, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what they do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you knew this, but like the DEA doesn't get the files in advance; they just get told by the local law enforcement. Yeah, it's, it's by, by the federal marshal. People will tell you that's a waste of time, but it's not. It's <laughs> very, it's very informative. It's, it's what happens. So, yeah. and by the way, the DEA guy, the main DEA guy, is like the world's most annoying, stereotypical DEA agent. This is my favorite. Ever. My favorite part, and it's not just action films; it's any media um, when there is. When there are cops or there is, like, a bureaucracy of some sort, whoever is the authority is always the worst at their job. the worst. Like, how the fuck did this person get this job? It's in everything, every TV show, every movie. It's like, this person makes... Bad decision after bad decision, just like in a, like dominoes falling. Like, how did you get uh, here? How did you do this? And it's always the it? person underneath that's like, I, I'm going to go against my dumbass boss and do the right thing. Well, we'll just see what the next four years turns out yeah. to be. Yeah. Uh, we may have just voted in this DEA agent. I mean, into- <laughs> God, you're right. Boy, did that happen. Oh, anyways, I don't want to get there. I don't want to go there because last time I did that. Most people were okay, and I got a couple trolls. It's all right. But, no, this guy is the worst at his job. When he's, like, when John Cusack is listing off the facts as, like, fact, a dead body fell on the ground with a note to me. Fact. <laughs> Which, like, this happened. time fact, out. Let's, <laughs> let's, oh, wait, what happened? There by the was way, a note to you on a dead body? Let's investigate that. <laughs> yeah, by the way, Dave Chappelle's CPR corpse, uh, uh, um, they, he's stuck in the landing gear and it's dragging the plane down so they're going to be late to their rendezvous point. Yeah. And so Nick Cage goes down there with Diamond Dog and he's he's tasked with forcing him free. Which, by the way, where did Nick Cage get a Sharpie? <laughs> where, where did, sh- and did he Don't go know. down there just knowing there might be a body there so I'm going to have a Sharpie in my pocket? I have a Sharpie in my pocket. Forever. Yeah. So he has a Sharpie from somewhere, and he writes on the T-shirt the the marshal's name. Uh, I don't remember how he even knows the marshal. There is a, something that connects. He, they, John Malkovich calls the marshal oh, from right, the train right, yeah. and is talking. So to he the writes it, and then he kicks the body out. And there's this couple just having the world's worst day already. What sound clip was this, Jesse? The uh, um, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. And and they're having the worst couple. They're already having a shitty day in traffic. Can we play that? Because this. You see what I see? Every time we get away, I get 10 feet from the car wash and then pop. Well, it's supposed to be good luck. By the way, people who say getting shit on by a bird is good luck and rain on your wedding day is good luck is just trying to make you feel better. They're just, yeah, they're trying nothing. to make you feel better. 
Yeah, it's not. It's like we're actually experiencing super bad luck right now, <laughs> right in this moment. By the way, I love that he says car wash because my grandma used to say wash. Really? She, like, did you wash your hands? And she also got a couch at Davenport. Well, it's supposed to be good luck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I opened a fortune cookie from my favorite Chinese restaurant, uh, California Walk. It's a great restaurant in Encino. Shout out. Maybe they'll uh, sponsor us. Give them some free food. I opened it up, and there was no fortune inside. Oof. And my wife looked at me, and she said, Well, it's supposed to be good luck. And I was like, actually, it's supposed to be terrible luck. Actually. It means bad things. If forever. There's no luck. forever. <laughs> bad luck forever. Forever. So uh, in college, we used to... Uh, do challenges all the time and one time I had a friend you did a lot of challenges now, throughout your life same challenge same challenge well, he, was okay. in, he was in the freezer and he came out and he was uh, he was talking about how like his body was all numb and I looked at him and I was like well it's supposed to be good luck <laughs> I knew we were going to get one of those yeah <laughs> we did it it's supposed to be good luck mm-hmm. so then right after she says that Dave Chappelle's CPR corpse CPR dummy falls and smashes and just totals their Volvo. Yeah. And then it causes one of those hilariously 90s everybody (laughs) fender bender, like in Independence Day when they all look up and there's like 25 cars, where like half their budget goes to crashing cars in one fender bender scene. Yep. God, I love that. I miss that. I want that more in movies now. Uh, it's, greatest... it's so quaint. It's like such a quaint car, car like because now oh, yeah. it's just like exp- like and even later in the movie, like everything's exploding. Yeah. But it's just so like Bing. like a little bit harmless, yeah. just like enough so the airbags deploy and even that's the, it. Even the, <laughs> it totals the front of it. Oh my god! So then, um, I, I think I told the, I said the drinking game thing already. But uh, when first, oh, when Cameron Poe is introduced, so they list off all these killers. They're like the worst of the worst are on this plane. <laughs> Nick Cage comes out in slow-mo with his hair flopping in the wind. We have a gif of it on our Twitter handle yep. uh, at Guilty Movie Guys. And um, when when he's, the, the DEA is like, who's this asshole or something? And then John Cusack's like, oh, that's just Cameron Poe. He's hitching a ride. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Like he found the ride share on Craigslist. I was like, you guys, you guys flying to my that's release wor- point? That's the worst Uber pool yeah. ever. Do you mind if I hop in? <laughs> it's just like... He, we're, we're all going Dutch on gas. There's right? no, there's no universe <laughs> where someone like Baby O and Cameron Poe get put on the same plane as these. It the makes worst no of the worst. sense, but it's so it's, it's so good. It's so good, and also like his exit from the play, where just like the hair flowing. It's so good. It's Michael Bolton. Oh my god, it's peak, so good. Yeah. peak Michael peak Bolton. Michael Bolton. So now I want to. So some could argue is right now today. We also t- we talked about the ridiculousness of the anarchist cookbook and the like the plane. How did he get? How did how did Cyrus make a bomb in prison? And that there's so many things that are so silly. And what other? I'm trying to think if we have any other sound clips. Oh, okay. So then, that one of the first times Nick Cage spends half the movie just helpless, and I forgot that. Mm-hmm. And so while I'm watching it last night, I'm like, shit, I. I this is nothing really happens the first hour, but man, do they make up for it? Sure. But the first confrontation he has is when uh, uh, Billy Bedlam sneaks down and somehow finds Nick uh, uh, Cameron Poe's box of things and finds a note saying, "My daddy's coming home." Nick Cage somehow sneaks away too, unbeknownst to anyone else. Sure. 
And he goes down there. He has a confrontation. You you would have thought someone would have seen the three foot trail of flowing hair as he went down into the cargo <laughs> hold. Rapunzel hair, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just like blowing in the non existent plane wind. And the best is then they have this hilarious like crouch run towards each other that's supposed to look super badass, but looks hilariously awkward where they're like we're gonna fight and then they're in like this being john malkovich this yeah. tiny like uh, and then they start run. fighting you need strong the thighs crab, for that yeah the crab run <laughs> they beat the shit out it's loud as hell right no one hears it nope then billy bedlam gets impaled by a piece of metal that conveniently breaks off during their fight and then poe just leaves him there he doesn't like hide the body yeah, I mean, there, just, there's an existing hole yeah, that was left by Dave Chappelle's body. Throw another body. You just throw him out there, I guess. But, but um, no. And then that doesn't get discovered till way later. Nobody decides to go down there. In fact, no one... He's, he's They're never, the only people that go down there for the entirety of flight. Except like, no him, one else is him like, and Diamond Dog in the beginning when they... That's when what I'm he, saying, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. Nobody else goes down there. Yeah. Super weird. Like, I don't know. I would, just, I would want to get away for a while. And don't you think that when he comes back up, uh, only Steve Buscemi notices. He says yeah. two went down, yeah. one came up. No one of the other 30 characters know this. By the way, when they go to pick up Garland Green and they bring him out Hannibal Lecter style, yes. and then they bring on like 12 other inmates that they never introduce, except there's like the wildly offensive, super, yeah. <laughs> super effeminate character, which I think it was like uh, the name of the character I looked up was Sally Can't Dance. Interesting. That was the name of the character. That's awfully judgmental. <laughs> I thought Sally was a great dancer. I thought Sally did a. I thought Sally rocked the I fuck thought it was out. Sally can dance very Sally's well. Sally's a bomb I ass mean, dancer. Sally is a bomb ass dancer. But so it's 90s lingo for you. I know we're jumping all over. There's so much ridiculousness in this movie. But Garland Green gets on, and they build him up as like the worst of the worst, and he's kind of just this like, likable super chill just like super philosophical dude guy who like sits back and comments on stuff he says like is is insanity working 50 hours a week till you're 50 and then you die of a heart attack and yeah. it's like kind of he's, but he's it's also like, insane to wear a woman's head as a hat i guess yeah through three states yeah through the tri-state i mean it depends on where you got that head yeah i mean if it, it was like a taxidermy head right it's a very fashionable head it's a very See? fashionable head yeah <laughs> This is again why I needed to know what three states he drove yeah, through. It's just, because there's so much. There's no accounting for fashion. Which is what clip is take a piss? I'm just curious. It's easy for you to say. You don't gotta take a piss. I don't even remember that uh, one. I can tell you exactly where that's please, from. Please because do. this I've I felt for this guy so much. It was uh when they were on on the second rendezvous point, so after Carson City, when they land the plane and they're trying to get the drug lord's plane. Okay. And the fight has broken out. It's like gunfire. The helicopters are coming in. Nick Cage finds himself under a truck with a local from the trailer park. (laughs) And he's like, I need insulin for my friend. Do you have insulin? It's easy for you to say. You don't got to take a piss. And he's basically like, you just hang hang tight. (laughs) Hang tight. Don't move. (laughs) Yes. And the guy's like, well. (laughs) Easy for you to say. Yeah. But the best part about that is that. Let's get to that part. So. 
to to back up to what happens is they land at the rendezvous point to yeah. find the other plane. Yeah. Like we said in the in the summary, f- you find out that the cartel the cartel boss that they were gonna that they were helping get free, who's the guy with the ponytail that has no development at all. Uh, he's just hanging out. He's in the just cockpit. there to screw him over. Yeah. Kinda. And then and then they go and meet up. Nick Cage gets out to go find Baby O some insulin because mm-hmm. he's he's a goner if he doesn't. And he first runs into um, the the cartel guys in the tiny plane. And the one cartel dude pulls out a gun and he goes, well, everybody's going to hear that bang. And then the dude puts on a silencer. And can we put on the... This is what he <laughs> says. for the sounds of fucking silence. Just one more time. <laughs> well, Hooray for the sounds of fucking silence. You know what? Um, I get really tense a lot. And I've been trying to go to yoga to kind of chill out and things like that and and they play music throughout most of it but then there's the uh what is it chaturanga or shavasana some shit at the end those are both things some shit at the end where you lay down and you like connect and like silence and you're just breathing and just in my head i just get really aggravated because i all these thoughts go in but it's silent out there but my head's really busy and all i want to just yell out is hooray for the sounds of fucking silence I actually really love yoga. Alternative fact. Yeah. <laughs> Which one is the real one? Now? Oh, it's so unclear. Um, I went to uh, a, like an indie band show mm-hmm. um, and it was at this dive bar in Silver Lake and I show up expecting this huge crowd and I'm literally the only one there mm. and the band is called Silence and as soon as I walked in, they start playing and I said to myself, Hooray for the sounds of fucking silence. And I walked out. You know what? Um, you and I used to do stand-up. Yep. This is a real fact. And uh, I remember a few times when I would go up and uh, when you really want some, like you're trying out a new joke and you, I made the poor decision of opening with a new joke. Mm-hmm. At a really, Never do that. At a decent venue. Never do that, folks. And it fucking bombed. And at the end of it, there was just crickets. And I just looked at the audience and said, Hooray for the sounds of fucking silence. And I just dropped the mic and left. So, um... This is actually a little peek behind the curtain. This is the first week that I've done the sound clips because Ben was busy with a baby. <laughs> I, I, did, I added seven yeah, you to add, it. You There's 20 so. sound clips. I don't um, think we'll ever get to all of them. But so I was, uh, I was trying to do it. And I like my first couple attempts, I had the volume on a regular level on my TV. And I listened to the playback on my phone and I heard nothing. And I just said to myself, Hooray for the sounds of fucking silence. You know, there's actually a B-side to the Simon and Garfunkel uh, song from from the Graduate soundtrack, mm-hmm. uh, The Sound of Silence, and it's a little bit more aggressive, because The Sound of Silence, to me, has always been kind of a melancholy tune, but there's the other version, because I don't know if you knew this, but Simon and Garfunkel had a metal phase, of course where I they that. went kind of nuts, and one of their songs was... Hooray for the sounds of fucking silence. Forever. <laughs> We're gonna, we're gonna move on from that but uh oh real quick i know we have the uh, just to sum up dea guy uh thesaurus boy is oh, yeah. a great clip <laughs> to show how big of a dick this dea agent is pick up mr Stevino in carson city from venice to the plane hits alabama we've got two hours to get him to talk we got you a seat right next to him he's known to be somewhat garrulous in the company of thieves garrulous what the fuck is garrulous that would be loquacious verbose effusive how about chatty what's with the dictionary boy Thesaurus boy, I think, is more appropriate. <laughs> See, John Cusack's dialogue is so snappy. Yeah. But the DEA guy, I know we already said it, he's the biggest dumb fuck. And he's just played like, ah, uh, later on, I didn't get this clip, but later on, 
They're like, uh, I wonder where Larson or whatever his name, Car- the John Cusack's character, and he's like, he's probably out saving the fucking rainforest or something. And you're like, what? <laughs> you can tell, like, this character's written as a total stereotype, like, hey, you fucking hippie, you want to, like, hold hands and sing Kumbaya? I'll tell you how to do the real job around here. Yeah, except it's, like, not useless stuff, like holding hands and sing Kumbaya would be, potentially, in that scenario. He's, like, yeah. mad that he wants to save the rainforest, and he's mad that he's using words that he doesn't understand. Yeah. Like, that's such a weird criticism. To be like, what's with the guy using the words? I don't know. I don't know words. I don't. Hey, you just used a bunch of words. I guess they all mean the same. But I don't know any of them. I don't them. know. I don't know a difference between a dictionary and a thesaurus. Hey, what's your freaking problem? Why don't we just catch the things? Are you telling me what I'm gonna be doing here, numb nuts? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So then, uh, wait, hold on. Just to yeah, like, yeah. I know that you keep saying we're jumping around a lot, and That's I. Fine. This is my favorite. I already said my favorite. This is my second favorite sound clip. I'm going to rank all the sound clips later for everyone. Yeah, yeah. On we're ranking on Twitter. So uh, follow oh, me. Fuck um, yeah! About are you going to do the Billy Bedlam thing? What he says to him? I'm going to do the um, three white guys short. Okay. Okay. Wait, what? Oh, right, and that was <laughs> it. That's our show. I found Benson, Carls, and Popovich. It's the bad news. Bad news is this dead fella right here happens to be Benson. The Sarian fella with the bullet hole in his forehead is, is Carl's, and, and this honky he's dragging in is Popovich. I don't know how to tell you this, Cyrus, but we are three white guys short. Unless they say in the bonnets, we be fucked. That's so great. So the end of that. We be fucked. Or as they say in Ebonics, because I don't know if you noticed, I'm black. <laughs> it's such a weirdly <laughs> pseudo-racist thing to say. But it's Dave Chappelle. He improvised most of his lines, they said. Did he? Yeah. Well, I, I do mean, love that sound he clip. He nailed that. We forgot to do the sound clip where he fights Billy Bedlam, and he says the, the this clip that is repeated more than anything from this movie. Can we play Bunny in the Box? Put the bunny back in the box. Put the bunny back in the box. Because Billy the box. Bedlam's holding it like he's going to drop the bunny out. Yeah. And he's like, what? put the bunny back in the box. And after he kills Bill- Billy Bedlam, the thing he says, we don't have the clip, but he goes, why didn't you just put the bunny back in the box? <laughs> it's like we already... We are- <laughs> And then, and then uh, a deleted a deleted scene is just him looking at the bunny, being like, "If he had put the bunny in the box, I wouldn't have had to be so violent. Why did he not listen to my, oh my very God. serious instruction?" We got to get into this this third act because it's so crazy. I just, so, I just wanted to say before we get into yeah, that yeah. that uh, the the alternate ending of Seven, the movie Seven, um, they bring they deliver the box. To Brad Pitt, and he's like, "What's in the box? What's it?" And they open it, and And there's a bunny, bunny. and he takes it out, and Morgan Freeman's like, "We are three white guys short." (laughs) Was they saying the bonnets? We be fucked. I guess that works too. I mean, kind of. Uh, Sure. Uh, I think there's six white guys short at that point. So then, uh, so then there, the Carson City thing happens where. The cops show up and they ambush him uh-huh. and they just start blowing up the cops and everything's exploding. John Cusack gets in a giant um, forklift, not forklift, uh, whatever you call it, the construction vehicle of sorts. Yeah. And they all get behind him and he's like shielding him from the bad guys. Just explosions galore. When Nick Cage, uh, something, I forget what happens, but it makes the store blow up. Oh, the ga- they have the gas and everything set up to explode. Yes. And it explodes the gas station. He jumps through a window, happens to roll under the car where the store owner happens to be. Yep. And then that's how he finds the insulin. But meanwhile, he's looking for the insulin while just dozens of innocent police officers are being mowed down. And I get that Baby O is his buddy. 
But shouldn't his army ranger side have kicked in to to help a little it's bit? Un- yeah, I mean, I guess he has loyalty already. But yeah. you would you would think that he would be more concerned about all human life. Yeah. Oh, that, if you well, were like, I know what happens. Yeah. Tell me. It's, uh, sorry, I just remembered. It's that the cartel. The cartel sorry, I totally just got you off. I'm sorry. That's no, okay. The cartel dudes go off in the tiny plane, and John Cusack lowers the crane on them. Yes. And it smashes yes. off there, and then the plane flies into the gas station and blows up. Yes. This is when the movie goes from like zero to five thousand. Yes. And stays that way. The the best part of Nicolas Cage walking around this whole trailer park is when he decides he has the brilliant idea to keep this plane on the ground. Yeah. I'm going to tie it to a post <laughs> as if they're escaping in like a wheelbarrow. Yeah. It doesn't like make any something sense. that has no propulsion. Because yeah. like the plane immediately sheds itself of this thing. Well, no, they shoot it free with machine guns. But it like pulls it oh, off yeah, the ground. Yeah. Yeah. They're like flying with it and oh, then they yeah. have to like get it off. But well, like, no, no. What happens is remember the, the they shoot it free. But somehow the hook is still attached, and it attaches to the DEA guy's right, car. Right, that's right. Yeah, and the car's, and the flopping, car's around. flopping around. And then they smash the car into a, a, a guard tower, or one of the um, aerial towers, whatever, uh, traffic control, and it blows up. And, and, just fa- and it happens to fall right in front of the DEA guy and yeah. John Cusack and, and just blow up. Because he's like, that looks like my car, but it can't, it can't be, my, be car. my car. I parked back at <laughs> the station. We forgot when he confronts the uh, John Cusack, because John Cusack comes in and helps him with the cartel guys. Which, by the way, all of them get murdered, and then the pilot's just chilling in the plane, <laughs> waiting for his boss. And just I mean, I guess I would hang out in there, too, if I hear gunshots and people sure. get murdered outside. Sure. But so John I mean, Cusack, he's, he's in the cartel. He's a professional yeah, at avoiding yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. John Cusack shows up, and uh, the two men I trust line is great. Oh, this, yeah. is where, this is where he's like, you got to trust me, and Nick Cage says this. Q. Clip Q. Sorry, boss, but there's only two men I trust. One of them was me. The other's not you. <laughs> the other one we'll never know. We'll never know. Be more specific, please. Yeah. The best thing about this is that there's absolutely no reason for him to not give more information to the marshal right now. Like, hey, there's 12 dudes on board. This person's dead so far. He's just so, like, flippant with him. Especially like, since he like, already reached out to him. Yeah, he's like, super. He's like, the one that brought him into this, and he's super like, "Hey, I remember. Remember when I left his body? Well, go fuck yourself." Kinda. It's like, yeah. Wait, why didn't you guys make a plan right here? Like, hey, because at that point, this is his hubris. This is where he's. I'm sorry mm. if I'm using big words. This is his hubris, where he's too. He's too full of himself. Where he's like, "I'm going to keep this plane on the ground," not thinking if it gets up in the air. Hey, federal marshal dude, should we have a plan B? Right. Should we discuss this? Right. Nope, because I don't trust you. Just me and some other me guy and I'm not going to mention. Hooray for the sounds of fucking yeah. silence. <laughs> so weird. It's such a weird scene. I, I just wish, I wish with everything I have that John Cusick had had a follow-up and been like, is like your dad? Or like, you, who, do you have a brother? Or yeah. like a really good friend? Because it's specifically two men. If it was yeah. two people, then I'd say his wife. Right. Who's the other guy? I don't know. Baby-O. Follow-up, how many women does he trust? Exactly. Baby-O is the other guy. Yeah, maybe. That's who I think. So they get they get free. There's all these explosions, just cars blowing up, planes blowing up, gas stations. They, they the, the DEA's car gets thrown off, and then they get up in the air, and they're all celebrating, because I think and Sweet Home Alabama is playing. Yeah. And then we have Steve Buscemi's irony clip. Can we play that? Define irony. Bunch of idiots dancing on a plane to a song made famous by a band that died in a plane crash. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Pretty solid. 
I yeah. love that clip. Oh, I did forget another clip. Um, he's also, incidentally, in that clip, Dictionary Boy, not dic- Thesaurus Boy. Yes, exactly. Uh, I forgot one of my favorite Malkovich clips is when Cameron Poe gets out of being caught by the bad guys in such ridiculous ways throughout this movie where, like, no actual bad guy would believe his lies. Like, when they're, uh, Diamond Dog's about to kill the cops in Carson City... Excuse me, Carson City and um, and Cameron Poe's like, why no? You think I don't want to put a bullet in each one of their heads? And it's like super over overwrought, and, and like, he like kicks one of them yeah. over, yeah. And he's like, we don't want to kill our only leverage. And then Malkovich, can we do Malkovich's barbecue? Poe don't want me to off the pigs. Well, it's not difficult to surmise how Nathan here feels about killing guards, and my own proclivities are. Uh well-known and uh, often lamented facts of penal lore. <laughs> what I'm wondering is why you have any opinion about it at all. Cyrus, this is your barbecue, man, and it tastes good. Cyrus, this is your barbecue, man. It tastes it, good. That single section of dialogue, I want to play again because it might be my favorite few lines in my top ten favorite few lines of all time. Cyrus, this is your barbecue, man, and it tastes good. I want to play the whole thing again, just so you can digest Cyrus. Malkovich's vernacular. His, oh, don't want me to off the pigs. Well, it's not difficult to surmise how Nathan here feels about killing guards, and my own proclivities are uh, well-known and uh, often lamented facts of penal lore. <laughs> penal lore! What I'm wondering is why you have any opinion about it at all. Cyrus, this is your barbecue, man, and it tastes good. <laughs> you know, often lamented facts of penal lore. This actually happened to me. If you can cue up the Cyrus barbecue, uh, the end of that clip. Um, this actually happened to me when I was in uh, North Carolina visiting my sister. Um, Everybody's they were cooking like deer and like beef on the grill, and I have nothing against. I eat beef and all that stuff. I'm fine. But every sure. once in a while, I had a lot that week, and I wanted to have some salmon. And everybody looked at me like I was crazy. And, like, I think one person even said, like, they'd never put salmon on this grill. Salmon had never touched this grill before. Mm. And everybody started to act like they were getting a little offended. And I just looked, and and I was like... Cyrus, this is your barbecue, man, and it tastes good. And, uh, you know, I ate the the beef, the Walmart beef. Um, So I was was shopping for a grill. Mm. Um, And I was in... I do a weird thing when I shop for grills, because I always get used grills. Yeah. and so I like the flavor that's on the grate already. <laughs> and so I Other went, people. Yeah. Like stuff from other people. Yeah, yeah. Just like, because people cook stuff. So and you just go to like the park and in. you're one of those people that goes to the park and doesn't put the foil down because you're like, oh, I trust no. what's already on hell here. Hell no. It's already on there. Like, it adds to the flavor. <laughs> so I was buying a grill from, <laughs> from this guy whose name was Cyrus, as it turns out. Um, and he was like showing me and I picked the grate up off the grill and I put it in my mouth and he looked at me like I was insane, and I just said to him, Cyrus, this is your barbecue, man, and it tastes good. And I bought it. He was incredibly appreciative of that, I'm I sure. I was actually in in uh, Hollywood, up in Beverly Hills, yeah. about a year. Oh, I know of it. Probably yeah. like, probably like eight it. years ago, right? And I was walking down the street with my dog, and I ended up at this random party. And, you know, if you're in Hollywood, you see a party, you just kind of show up and see if you can get in, right? Mm-hmm. Always. So, especially you know, when I'm with the dog. Walking around this party, they got lots of food. I'm eating a hot dog. I got a burger on my plate. And... From behind me, I just hear, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, and I turn around. It was a Hannah Montana rap party. And ooh. they were like, what the fuck are you doing? What do you think of the food? And I was just like, Cyrus, this is your barbecue, man, and it tastes good. Especially when Billy Ray came in. That- 
You don't want to piss off Billy Ray. They were like so angry at you, but still wanted your approval. <laughs> That's that was like a weird. That the best. Like, get that not yeah. not get the fuck out of here. But before you get the fuck out of here, we want to know what you think of our hot dogs. Like rate it on a scale of one to ten before Can you, you get the fuck review? out of here. Give yeah. me an emoji review. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. I, I don't want to go too long with this show because people will get bored. But here's the thing. No, they won't. They're going to listen to this forever. Bored. I want to rival oh, the Bad Boys 2. We did an hour and a half oh. on Bad Boys 2. Oh, that's, by the way, one of my favorite movies of it's all incredible. time. It's incredible. We could redo Bad we Boys 2 it. and it could it's be so two good. hours. So uh, we got to get into then. They, they escape. They're singing Sweet Home Alabama. And then the, ar- the army choppers catch up with them. They finally know what's going on. And there, there's a shootout and stuff, and and that's when Cameron Poe takes that opportunity to go lock himself in the cockpit and commandeer the plane. But nobody but this one dude, which I forget his name, but he's in everything. He's this super tall, like, biker-looking guy. He's in every movie ever, and uh, he's the only pilot out of all these right, criminals. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and Cyrus gets knocked out by the female cop, which I was like, yeah! Fuck yeah, you let her kick some ass, which she's pretty tough. I wish they gave her a little bit more toughness, like a little bit more things to do. Yeah. But it's fine. It's Jerry Bruckheimer. What do you expect? Uh, but, um, so then, they're, they're, the engine gets shot out, and they're like, we can't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so they crash on the Vegas Strip. Yeah. They knock off the Hard Rock uh, sign and just shatters... There's first of all the the DEA guys like civilian casualties will be enormous and then like they're just like I think thousands of people were at least dozens were killed because yeah. there's like a guy who's in like the valet booth when they crash into the Riviera or whatever it is and they show him like start to move and then they cut to a wide and the way he was going out didn't have an exit so like he ducked behind a, a desk I mean always- I was like this is all I can do. You should always have an action plan. Oh, shit! Yeah. And they just smack... There's, like, him and Cyrus and Cameron Poe are fighting, and the propeller flies through, and they happen to dodge it just in time. There's so much amazing shit that happens. But how appropriate, because you go to Vegas to gamble. Yeah. Like, (laughs) what's a bigger gamble than, like, standing in front of an incoming plane? Yeah, I mean, that... Yeah. Who knows? Well, it's supposed to be good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Just give me a few more minutes, Stephen, I promise. Okay, so then uh, the propeller flies through. They're, um, they, 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 they crash land. Um, they, everybody, they count, they, all the prisoners are accounted for except the pilot, Diamond Dog, and Cyrus the Virus. So what Cameron Poe and John Cusack do, they get on the police motorcycles, mm-hmm. and they chase after them. Two other cops drop a donut and go, I love that little detail. <laughs> and then they get blasted off with a fire hose. Diamond Dog gets exploded by a motorcycle uh-huh. that hits him. And then uh, Cyrus and, uh, Cyrus and, um, and Poe are fighting up top. He gets hand. This is the greatest death scene in I think any action movie I've seen in recent memory. He gets handcuffed to a ladder, the the fire truck ladder. Cameron Poe raises that up, and he smashes him through a bridge first off, which then unhooks the handcuff somehow. <laughs> he flies through the bridge, lands on top of a car in a junkyard somehow, mm-hmm. and you think, oh, he's dead. Then they cut to him being pulled up a junkyard ramp. And he lands where there's some weird smashing device that is just just enough to smash a head. It's yeah, like just the size of a head. Yeah, smasher. a head size smasher for something which which you have in junkyards, which, which you just have right next for to the all, Vegas for Strip for all the head size trash. Just, just 
right next to the strip. Yeah. He somehow ends up here. So not only did he get smashed through a bridge, lands on a car, ends up on a conveyor belt, and then looks up and it smashes his head and they show his body go limp. It was like... It's a, the greatest death It, it was a, ever. a Rube Goldberg machine of death. It was it's like, so how, many, how many ways can we maim this guy before he is actu- actually meets his end? Before his head gets smashed, he only has like a little cut on his forehead. That's he's, it. He's resilient. Meanwhile, Danny Trejo was handcuffed, and in the plane crash, he's there, and the cops go, yeah, he's dead. And they pull him away, and it's awesome. His arm's his still arm hanging. His arm is still hanging. So it's like, how did John Malkovich's arm not rip off? Well, it's so amazing. He's a better criminal. Holy shit. That's how I judge my criminals. You know what? I do want to play one more clip because um, Poe, one of his heroic lines uh, to save Baby O is when he says God exists. Can we play that clip? Hey, what are you calling? I'm going to show you God does exist. You know what? And he goes, he goes like storming through. One guy shoots him in the shoulder and he doesn't even react. He doesn't even react. That's amazing. <laughs> That's, he just beats the hell out of everybody. That's how he commandeers the plane. I completely glossed over that. The fact of the matter is, there are too many... This movie proves to me God exists because there are too many amazing things to talk about in one hour. Yeah, we didn't even get to the questions one, which you had set up so nicely. Here are the rules. First I ask a question, then you ask a question, then you ask a question, and then you ask a question, and then you ask a question. I'd really love to ask a question, but you keep interrupting me. And then you ask a question, and then you ask a question, and then you ask a question, and then you ask a question. It's like a... Sean Spicer press second. <laughs> First thing is I ask a question and then you ask it sounds like 20,000 questions. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. But I'm not going to give you any answers. Oh my God, this was questions. so fun. This is so fun. What was that? Not delicious. <laughs> what? what the fuck that's was that? I love that clip. Can what we play it again? You know, when you, when you boil it down, what does anything mean? Not delicious. Not delicious. Am I right? Oh, this has been so fun. This has been so fun. We went a little oh. long today. We promised to rein it back into a more uh, digestible chunk, but I'm man, gonna be this honest, was fun. I feel like we went a little short today. I agree. Yeah. I agree. You know what? We just gave you more bang for your buck because we've been gone two months. Hell yeah. So you are welcome, America. Yes, please. Please, throw that please on there. throw this on for our outro. Jesse, where can they find you? At Too Much Jesse, now on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah! Oh, we did it. Um, and then Prom Losers for Sketch, we have stuff coming out soon. We have it lined up for the Walking Dead premiere. So hopefully something will be out at the beginning of February. Promlosers.com. At The Ben Begley on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find at Guilty Move the Guys. That's us. The podcast, follow us. Go on iTunes, write a review, give us some stars. Go on YouTube, write some comments, troll us. I don't care. Tell your friends. Sing, also, sing this song sing, into a camera and post it. Oh, please do that. Someone sing this song. Also, Funhouse Massacre. Uh, I've talked about it a hundred times. It's a movie my wife and I wrote. Hey, we have a baby now. We need diaper money. So go support it. Go watch it on Showtime. It's free if you have Showtime. And next week... We are going to do Resident Evil Apocalypse in honor of Resident Evil, the final chapter coming out. That is the second Resident Evil movie. So brush up on your Alice history, your Mila Jovovich action movie. We're going to have a blast with that one. He's never seen it. Never it's once absurd. in my life. Resident Evil Apocalypse next week. Same bat channel, same bat time. Until then, what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.